Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. His name is David Luke Flatman, Commander of the Armies of the West, General of the Somerset Regions, loyal servant to the true Emperor, Thomas George Llewellyn Shanklin, father to a noisy cat, husband to a vegan, and he will have a salad in this life or the next. It's time for Flats and Shanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome Hi. to... Hi. Welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. Told you a couple of weeks ago, mate, we're going to have to change up the intros. Happy it's, New Year. It's Happy too New predictable. Year. Happy New Year. We've done a podcast in the New Year already. Have we? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but again, for those who haven't listened to the previous podcast, Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. I'm still... I don't want people saying happy birthday to happy me bar mitzvah. nine days after my birthday. So I'm stopping now. But you do like people commenting on your jacket. No. Two months after you've worn it for the no. first time. No, I don't. You wore it again at the weekend? Yeah, it's because it's the best jacket in the world. It's so comfy and warm. That's why I wear it. But when you put your hands up in the air, it shows a little bit of belly. Six pack. Yeah. yeah. It, pork, it's, um, pork belly. It's quite. I, I don't mind a short jacket. I've got shorter ones, longer ones. I don't mind them. No. I don't mind like a bomber jacket type length. Different lengths for different needs. Different needs, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm I'd, right look at, I'd look at a couple of jackets today, actually, just as I was putting a check into the bank in Cardiff I popped into um, dropping it Hugo Ross dropping some G's Hugo Ross <laughs> in the market <laughs> no Hugo Ross okay. right next to bed taker um, yeah don't know go on then I'm going to get one I just don't know so I, I could do a little bit of advice from anyone listening about what jacket to get because I can't I don't want to get a puffer jacket or a bomber jacket with a, a shine finish why not because people are just going to compare me to you I can copy you you get a new car next week, aren't you? <laughs> are you? Yes, tell them. Yes or no? It's a vehicle, not a car. What are you getting? Something. What are you getting? I'm just changing. I don't, I don't want people to know what I'm getting because they'll okay, follow so me. They'll follow me. <laughs> what car What car are we in now? 
Uh, we are in. You, you people at home will know this, so you don't. We're not being tossy when we talk about this. No, we're Land in. Rover we're Ambassador. In, yeah, we're in Flats's black free car. Range Rover Sport. Well, not a free car. I work for it. A black Range Rover Sport. What car are you getting next week, mate? Something similar. Are you, anyway. get, are you getting a black Range Rover Sport? I don't know, mate. I can't. You, I, you, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to copy me, though. Okay, cool. No. <laughs> I have to change the colour now. <laughs> Anyone got yeah, a, get a new jacket. Who's got a red one? I'm not getting a new jacket. I, I actually love that jacket. I had, went to the cinema yesterday and watched Paddington 2 on my own. Uh, no, with the family. And I kept it on the whole way through because it was a bit chilly. And it was just so comfy. It's like wearing a blanket. But every time you move, though, you're going to hear a rustling noise, aren't you? No, mate. You do. It's, it makes a noise when you move. It's I don't like, move when I sleep. It's like when you're trying to watch something and someone's eating a bag of crisps. Yeah, maybe. It's really noisy. It's not a shell suit. I hate people eating at the cinema, by the way. Get your sweets. Pay for them. Eat them before the movie starts. Bang them in pre-trailers. Stop making so much noise. Eating all the way through. Yeah, it's, it's annoying for everyone. Yeah. Um, before I forget, and you forget, um, we have got to announce our live Fuller's podcast. So we're going Go live ahead. again. Announce it then. Monday, the 29th of January, yeah. 2018. Um, we're doing it in the Token House which yeah. is a pub in the city. Yeah. Go on to our Facebook, go on to our Twitter account. Tickets are £17.50. Yeah. They're available right now. Um, we've got right. a special guest coming as well, right obviously. Now, right now as in right now? As in who's coaxed that jacket now? Are you shouting? No. Or is it me? No. Am I really quiet or are I'm you getting shouting? Exci- I'm just getting excited about it. All right. It's called Colour in Your Voice. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe you should try it. All right, yeah. Um, who announce I'll get who we... Who's going to be our live guest? Um, it is going to be um, the man that a few journalists once said I was going to be the new version of him. David Flatman is the new so-and-so, but it never happened because I wasn't good enough. Um, it is Jason Leonard. Your ticket inf- includes a little bit of free food and a pint of London Pride or Guinness oh. on entry. So Realistically, you'd be able to have both if you want them. But I reckon you get more than one. There'd be some people that don't want to drink London Pride or Guinness because if you want to smash a few pints and they'll let you do it I reckon because they've not hit that midlife crisis like me so they still drink lager because they're lads yeah, like but I was drinking I was drinking Guinness when I was 21 absolute operator on the London Sea yeah on the ones and twos I was drinking Guinness so don't come don't come with that and you did tell me off air that you're up for a bit of tops off singing didn't mm. you a bit of karaoke no I did not tell you that uh, we we are we're doing it in the car again aren't we but you've got a busy schedule. We're doing the podcast in the car, just to clarify. Okay, we do, we've done the podcast in the car again. It is an odd place to do podcasts, there's no question about that. But it's it just seems to work. They're good sound studios, aren't they? They're designed to keep the sound out. And we're busy people. So you can't hear screaming. Do it in your car next week, your new car. Well, it'd be exactly the same, wouldn't it? Are you getting the same colour seats as me as well? I don't know if I'm getting it yet, man. I might have to cancel it now. Have you still got that DF number plate coming? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about not thinking about I've been cruising like, surfing the web for um, private number plates but and, I, other, and other things but I can't get yeah I can't get one firstly because the ones I want are extortionately expensive they're a great investment that's the point if you get a good one they're a really good investment but you just it's just so hard not to look like a bell end with a private number plate I bought one once and I tried to get like Shanko or Shanklin it ended up looking like Shivchenko 
<laughs> so I sold it with a car. Did you? Yeah, but... So you can get F1 ATS flats, you can get that. I mean, if I get a new car, though, it's going to have new plates on, I want people to know it's new. So... Oh, yeah, wait a year. Yeah. Wait a year, till it's a, till it, till it's 2019, then do it. But number plates are uber expensive, if you have a look. Well, good ones online. are. Yeah. You want a good one, though, don't you? Yeah. But then, yeah, you do. I mean, what would you, what would you think about getting? Big Dave? No, uh, <laughs> I was gonna. I was looking at not looking at. I'm not looking at as not looking at to buy, but looking at like DLF one. But you don't want three initials because then whoever might buy it off you, you're limiting your market, then, aren't you? Because they've got to have your middle initial. Not only they've got to have DF as their initials, L's got to be their middle initial. So as a sales proposition, you actually want DF one. I'm struggling because I got two middle names. So yeah, but Thomas George Leslie Shanklin. It's not Leslie, but someone doctored Lancelot. my someone doctored my TS one. You'd need TS one. That'd be cheap. Yeah, yeah, go for that. Anyway, we're not doing it. Anyway, we're not going to get. We're not going to do it, are we? Cost more than a four by four. Oops. Oops. <laughs> um, no, I might. I wouldn't do it. You probably will. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I just said I'm not doing it. They're, get, they're just get, such a nice investment. You probably get all. a plate for your bike, won't you? How is that bike going for you? Good, actually. Yeah. I do, I don't ride it when it's pissing with rain, but I do ride it quite a lot. That's my electric bike he's talking about, referencing. Do you ride something that you don't pedal? You ride a motorbike. Do you pedal that? No, okay. True. Right. Yeah. So the answer's yes. Do yeah. you ride a horse? Do you pedal a horse? Do you know what? I hate horses. What do you mean you hate horses? Well, I just don't trust them because I'd go and my auntie's got a couple of horses. She's actually got one called um, Shanks a lot. Or is it Shanks a million? It's one of those. She's had both and it's done actually quite well. But I rode a horse around her, her pallet before and she had the reins... So I sort of go around in circles and started gallop, and I did shit myself and jump off. <laughs> did you? Yeah, but any time I walk behind a horse, I just How old think, were you? I think it's gonna. Don't, you know, don't walk behind a horse. Twenty-five. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. when you're, you know, you're going for a nice country brisk walk, and a horse passes you, I just close my eyes, thinking, "Oh, it's gonna lash out now and kick me." Yeah. Killed someone that a horse's kick. Kicked my mate. You know Andy Beatty, the beast. Yeah. His dog got off the lead and ran into this horse thing, and it bull mastiff, and it kicked his dog in the head. It's survived, ironic, knocked him out, but he survived it. Like it's that. ironic because I don't like horses, but if I could come back as an animal, I'd want to come back as a stallion. Why? Just like a thoroughbred stallion. Yeah, the thing about horses is they're prey animals, aren't they? You don't—they're all—they're bloody scared and nervous all the time. I'd rather come back as an apex. Yeah, but people are going to predator a stallion in a in a breeding stable. Oh, uh, you want to come back for the sex? Well, yeah, I don't know if they. Why call not just it. be an alpha baboon? Then you can fight and shag and not do anything else. Because baboons are hunted by leopards. Leopards kill a lot of baboons, and it's not really nice to look at, is it? When you're a baboon and you're on all fours. No. It's a bit like you. Yeah. When you get that sweat rash. <laughs> There's a market for everything, mate. <laughs> yeah, pseudochrome. Yeah. Um. So what have you been up to, Tommy? Tell me that. Um, Tell me that. What I've been up to. What have you mm. been up to then? Oh, I went to I went to watch Northampton play Gloucester the weekend up in Shanklin's Gardens. Did you? Yeah, went up there with a mate. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. What mate? Jason Williams from Bruin. He said, "Do you want to come up watch the game?" So you went. Yeah. Um, nothing else really on. Kids were out, so I went up there, waited for him. So I was a little bit bored. Put a bet on. Yeah. Seven results. In Aviva Prem oh, yeah, slash slash Pro Fourteen, yeah. So I bet on I bet on Northampton to win. I also bet on Sale to win. 
and Leicester and a few obvious ones, but only got 10 to 1 odds back. So, Really? Yeah, I thought it was going to be huge. On a seven-game acker? Yeah, a um, little bit annoying, but it was a good game. I quite enjoyed it. Um, Gloucester. You I, sent I, me the ticket and said you are going to pay for a lad's night out. I did. <laughs> 200 quid ain't going to get us very far, is it? <laughs> What's that? Food and a beer for you. <laughs> but I went up there. It was good. Um, we'll talk about the game a little bit later. But I've just been watching a lot of TV, mate. Watching busy time of year is it? SAS. Oh yeah. Who dares wins? Oh yeah. Jason. Jason Fox. Foxy. Foxy. Our mate. Foxy. I've met him once. Our best mate. I met him once at a Robert Walters gig we did in the city. Yeah. Yeah. So good, isn't it? Lovely fella. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant show that because it's not just macho bullshit. Is no, it? I'd, and I'd like to see how strict they are with them off air. I, I, yeah. I presume they're in character for the whole of it because that's what I would do. Method act, but. Is that what you're doing I, now? I couldn't believe... Yeah, just putting it on. All I want to do is sit in a dark room. I couldn't believe how many blokes just pulled out after... Day one. Halfway through the beasting. I know. But then if you think, if you had if you had 20 blokes that were really mental tough, no one would pull out, so they'd all be winners. So you need you need weak people like you in there. Um, otherwise, you never whittle it down to one. Like me. So when we did our... Um, no, let's just mindset. Let's <laughs> they said you were the weakest, and actually, who there were out of the whole squad, there were forty-four <laughs> of us, and we did straight. We did stress testing at the end, and we, at the we've end, spoken about this, there, yeah. And there were two, three people left standing out of forty-four or forty-five. Who were the three people left standing right at the end? At the end of seven brutal days, the worst days ever, weren't they? They actually were the worst. It's the worst thing I've worst. Camp have ever went on by a mile. Yeah. Who were the three left standing at the end of the stress test? Chris Chesney. No. <laughs> I don't know. Richard Hill. Yes. Kevin Sorrell. Yes. David Flatman. Yeah. That's why I got eight caps, okay? Yeah, but I like, yeah. I want people to think I'm weak, but then when they meet me, they think, wow, he is strong. He must have a Mr. Strong mug at home. <laughs> well, Guil- strongest dad ring. Guilty. Um, I tell you, it's interesting because... As I was watching it the other night, the SAS thing, watching these guys drop out, I was thinking... What about the boxer looks a bit like you, number four? That's all I know him as. <laughs> Anything like me, you've got a shaved head. No, he's stretched. A stretched version of you. Yeah, okay. Similar upbringing. Um, so had performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, I know. What a Muppet. So, he... He had asthma like you as well. Okay. So, it got me thinking about that ride across Britain that John O'Groats to Land's End that I did a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Very, very tough. Um, very, very tough indeed. But what was fascinating about it was I remember riding up these hills fucking slowly it's got to be said but I'm a terrible cyclist I'm not built for it and I've got I'm way too heavy and I've got no engine so I'm not built for it at all and I hadn't ridden a bike properly before but I remember going up these hills and never getting off my bike to push my bike up never you rode every single meter of that ride never walked a meter right so we did all you know 900 nearly a thousand miles whatever it was in nine days very very unpleasant good effort but I remember watching people who were, I mean, half my size or less, experienced cyclists, great gear, all the bikes, all that sort of stuff, and cycled all the time. And you could tell they were really good at what they did, really high average speeds over the course of the week. You could see, I watched these people crumble around me. So I am I am riding my bike just slightly faster than walking pace, but I'm overtaking them as they're walking their bikes up the hill. Mm. These people are crumbling around me. And I remember finding it absolutely fascinating because it's like these guys are a million times better equipped to do this than me. 
but they have never been as a rugby player you go to some pretty tough places they've never been there so how do they know they it's don't gonna, know how far they can be push right. themselves yeah it's not actually their fault they don't know they don't know that how far you can push yourself and it was like people at the top of these hills I'm not going to say like a bell end now they were like I cannot believe you did that it's amazing you did that and I was like it's not amazing that I did that. There's no one trying to stop me doing it. The average person, apparently, it's only something like they only push themselves to 60% of what they actually can achieve before their, their body shuts down. But they don't know that, do they? So No one knows that. So Until, until, until you're actually pushed that hard. Yeah. It's like the stuff we've done before, the camps we've done. You you feel like you are, you're going to your absolute limit and you are close to it. But your bodies, you actually don't break down. Like I haven't been hospitalised. No, it's, it's the mind that breaks down first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fascinating mm. watching these guys break and watching them try and deal with it the, the worst thing was watching them try and deal with it afterwards when we got back to camp and at the end of the ride and seeing people since mm. people cannot they cannot rationalise the fact that they gave up they cannot say I just gave up and it's like I, I don't care if you gave up or not you, but you did give up yeah, you know? they say that they were saying that in the um, in the SAS who dares wins wouldn't they they were saying you regret this because yeah. 24 hours later when you've rested and you know yeah, you slept you reflect and you think actually it wasn't that tough I could have I could have stayed on I could have done more could do it yeah that's why I like the twins in it though yeah they're good aren't they they're in like super yeah oh, Nick, super though. competitive mind yeah well one is yeah Matt yeah number 10 I think he's yeah. It seems to be a little bit of jealousy there between him and his brother. He's a yeah, little bit bigger, a little bit fitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but, but it's interesting though. But it's one of those things that I was talking to someone about this the other night, and I'm not fit, as you know. I'm fat bastard and way too heavy. But I know that if I had to, I could get out of this car now and run a marathon. It would be very very slow, but I know that I wouldn't stop. It would take me a week, but you just get it done. It wouldn't be any major feat it would just you would go and get it done you know so but people don't know I think people think they're mentally weak but they just haven't ever in rugby you just it's not optional is it you just no. arrive and if you're a good player you get picked for a good team a better team and then you turn up one day and they say this is the session we're doing and you think shit that sounds hard and you get to a point where you can't now and again someone will pull out but you don't what you can't pull out because everyone's struggling and you get to the end and you think shit I just did that I did um, that was alright did spin on Monday Right, six thirty AM. Same thing, exactly the same I'm thing. An early start. S A S yeah. Went in at six o'clock to do a bit of weights before, um, with my mate, James Rainbird, the wolf. Yeah. And he's been on at me about trying to get him fit for ages. Did a did a couple of bit of chest and a bit of chins. Mm. Then we did some arms. Didn't want to finish the arm circuit. He, nope, nope, that's enough for me. I'm off. Didn't want to push himself. Didn't yeah. Want I've, I've 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 binned him now. He's no longer my training partner. Hey, he doesn't even listen to this, but someone will tell him. Hey, bro, got back on the weights yesterday. Did you? Yeah, back garden, four sets of bench, four sets of bent over rows. Okay, nice. Not a lot, but it's enough for me. But it how was, many reps are you doing? Honestly, mate, I am just weak as piss. Really, I'm, I haven't been this week. I'm not sure I've ever been this this week since I was 15. You can still squat over 200, though, can't you? Kg. Yeah, but I can yeah. do. I can do that anyway. Yeah. But I did four sets of twelve. Ooh, good. Which is too much. I'm going to try and I'm going to do a few weeks of twelves and then tens. But the higher, the higher, pace. yeah. The more reps you do, the more fat you burn because it's it's harder on your body. Like heavy weights are good, but it's a lot harder to do sets of twelve than say sets of four on a heavy weight. Powerlifters are fat. Yeah, yeah. that's why powerlifters are fat. Yeah, but 
Yeah, so I did a bit, just try and get a bit of a bass going before going heavy. But here's a question for you. I was now, really struggling. Eddie Hall, world's strongest man, mm. right? Now, sim- similar dap to you. He's obviously bigger than you, but much, much bigger than me. But same sort of body shape, I would say. You know, quite rounded around the sort of equator. Whilst, <laughs> yeah, was it put a Pudinovsky? Pudinovsky. Pudinovsky ripped. Yeah, completely ripped. Yeah. Now would put it, say it again. Pudinovsky. Would he be able to compete no. in his prime now? Uh, it depends on the events. Okay. So what he was very, he was his static strength was exceptional. But was very very good, obviously. But it was his speed. Mo- it was his power. mobility and explosive power that mm. really. So the the events didn't need to suit him. He was very very dominant, the dominator they called him. But Eddie Hall is about static strength. So you get him in a running event, and he won't win. There's, you know, out of the six events or whatever there are, if three of them are running events, he won't win World's Strongest Man. It would be less likely to. But his when it's actually about strength, which is what I think it should be about. <clears throat> He wins, and could he compete with Eddie Hall on strength? No, he couldn't. Okay, um, but it's not. It's kind of not about that. It's like saying, could you know, could um, good Mike, example? Could Mike Gibson compete with Marnonu? It's not the centres, but it's kind of like, well, it's all relative, and you know, and it's like, look at you or look at me and say, well, you haven't played for five years, you couldn't compete with these guys, dead right. But pretty soon, we'll be looking at the Joe Marlers and the John Davises and those guys and we'll be 10 years from now they will be last generation players and what we're looking at now 10 years from now will be outdated versions of what we're now seeing you know so it's just evolution so it's kind of my point is it's it's a long question it's it's food for thought yeah Um, what have you been up to um, can't remember now I I commentated on uh, Bath against um, yeah you did Worcester Worcester against Bath I enjoyed that I, I I did like your correction of a rap singer to rappers, and then the street talk. Oh, yeah. you had, and the street talk you had after. Yeah, just dropped a bro in there. Yeah, but that's who I am uh, now. Yeah, um, Maidstone, isn't it? Yeah, I tell you what. I tell you what I was doing this morning. Um, apart from <laughs> apart from walking me dogs, I was talking to a mate of mine called Stu Maddox. We called him the Crazy Cow. Yeah, get it. No. Um, very bright guy from Liverpool. That's not an oxymoron. Um, moron being the operative word. Joke. He's a very bright guy, and he he does he lo- loads of amazing stuff. Um, but he's got this thing going. And this is not a plug because I'm not part of this business, and this is not um, I'm not on commish. But I really now and again you hear something and you think this is really really interesting, and I'm not going to do it justice here. But it's called curriculo as in curriculum, but curriculo, yes. and it's basically him and another lady and some, some other people who have worked in and around the education system for a long time and really, really want to make a difference, right? So it's basically this modular learning thing. So it's an online platform. It's kind of like a contemporary version of Open University, but it, it's kind of easier to get your head around because there aren't vast pieces of work to do and that sort of stuff. But you pay 100 quid, which is sod all, but you imagine being a rugby player who's 24, 25. This is how, why I, it resonates with me. And thinking, shit, what am I going to do? So rugby players are worried about what they're going to do when they finish. And if they're not, they bloody well should be because it's very difficult, right? Wise up. Wise up, stay in school. But you can you pay your 100 quid and you can, in a mod, you basically, in a modular fashion, you go through and you basically work through one module at a time and you effectively upskill yourself, make yourself more employable with this really, really nicely put together 
But it's really nicely put together um, online platform. My phone's just ringing. Sorry, online platform thingamajig Bobby. But you end up further down the line, actually far more employable, better suited, more skill, that sort of stuff. And it's just there are lots of different ways to do this, but this is a really good way to do it. So I was just talking to a couple of people about that this morning and there are some people that are quite keen to get involved from the rugby world and the military world and that sort of stuff but so presumably you know it's for all ages as well so people later on in life can do it people at an early stage of their careers can do it yeah but it also but there are modules for kids like you can go to kids schools and it's not like right let's teach a nine-year-old how to be an IT consultant or a programmer it's all relative and there are products for kids there are products for and eventually there will probably be a, a transition product which will be for retiring athletes or it will be for you know people leaving the military and that sort of stuff and the re- the reason I like it is because it the reasons I like it it appealed to me when I thought back to what I was feeling when I was 25 and a rugby player thinking well I'm good at this now but shit what am I going to do and it just alleviate would alleviate a lot of that fear yeah um but also it's you know it's not just about it, it's about you know we're sitting opposite a petrol station you know, what if there's a 17-year-old, 18-year-old working in there who didn't do his A-levels and dropped out and he's kind of going to muddle along a bit, but that's all right, but he could do better. He can just pay 100 quid, which is fuck all, compared with a lot of, you know, things like university, and he can actually really, really upskill himself and make, you know, give himself, improve his prospects hugely. But it's just really nicely yeah. done, and I don't know, I really liked it. So I mean, he he could be like Michael from Alan Partridge working at a petrol station. Precise, precise. Season precise, two. Precise. So I, I liked it, and again, that is this is not a plug, but it's at one all. of those things, I'd, I'm interested to talk to the RFU's head of academies and the WIU's head of academies and say, I'm not an expert on this, I actually don't know what I'm talking about, but here's a link, here's my mate Stu, this is brilliant. Yeah. And these people actually want to help. They actually want to make a difference. And it may end up being a massive global business, or it may not. But whatever, these people have got their own jobs from which they do very well. Yeah. This is just, they actually want to help people who don't have enough help. And presumably, this is part of your three-year plan for an MBE, correct? Yeah. 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 I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about um, like, starting a foundation um like the flats foundation flats for flats for the people or something and i just wonder how much money have you got to earn before you get a knighthood ask alan sugar uh, oh i haven't told you about this have i don't know yet don't know what it is um, do i no if you haven't told me <laughs> i was in asda yeah and the whole shop Why? shut down i was getting i was getting um some sandwiches some lunch oh, nice sandwiches in asda are they yeah they're right actually doubtful yeah no, they're okay. right um anyway over by the sandwiches, there's a package on the floor. Yeah, and it had um, it had a sandwich on top of it, and no one claimed the package. So they shut the whole shop down, and I was next to it. And the guy was speaking to me on the on the tannoy, saying, um, "It's not a tannoy; it's a public address. Public address tannoy is a brand." He's saying, "Can you see anything? Can you see anything strange on it?" I was like, "Well, there's a couple of wires and stuff around the side." And he went, "Is it ticking?" I went, "No, it's turkey." Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Talking about the sandwich. Um, yeah, so that happened to me. Um, obviously, that was an entirely oh, made-up, fabricated story. Well done, mate. But, yeah. That's like that's like the, um, the vet one, only not quite. Yeah, I know, but... <coughs> you can't do them every week. There's not a million great jokes out there, is there? Well, there probably is a million great jokes, but... No, you've got to be selective in the ones you use. Yeah, were you selective today? 
No, just sort of it there and then. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing some stuff. Um, kind of forgotten. I went out for dinner last night with a couple of mates in Bath, actually. Okay. Just mate, M-O-R, Moors, I call them, mates outside rugby. Yeah. Um, they're called Nick and Alex, and they're two of the... Nick is especially um, obnoxious and posh. Alex is pretty obnoxious and posh. But so both, all but three mean, of you get on well. No, but they both mean well. <laughs> okay. They mean well. Yeah. But we had a nice date. You've been to Hudson in Bath? No. Truffle cheese trip, chips? Oh, God. Really? Yeah, God, last thing my body needed. I had dreams last night. I won't go into it, but I had dreams. I was on meat before bed. I had a big steak there, and I had dreams last night of um, actually weirdly being in a car with Austin Healy, but also being um, terminally ill due to meat consumption, and that's not actually a joke. No. You, do, you eat a lot of meat. I do quite a lot. I don't think I eat a crazy amount. Really? I don't think so. I mean, haven't had any meat yet today, and it's midday. Right, right outside Burger King. There's no chance you, we're I'm driving not, away no, from I'm, here. No, I'm not going in there. Really? No, not going in there. New Year's resolution, is there? No. It's my dream last night. It's freaked me out. I'll be eating meat again by tonight. But I'm going to have some quinoa or something for lunch. Okay, yeah. Good Find the Marks and Spencer's and get ripped off, probably. Out of a box of kale. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Leo Vegas, bet of the week. Well done, Dave. Came in last week. God, those lucky kids, eh? Kids, you're welcome if you're listening to this. Bath v Worcester. I think you went Bath minus 15. No, five, wasn't it? I don't even know, mate. Um, anyway, your bet come in. Well done. Thanks. Hammered Worcester in the end. Yeah. Decent game. I quite enjoyed it. Um, mm. This week, we are going to bet on the Champions Cup, Ospreys versus Saracens. Go on, now, It's at 7.45. Got to be a Saris Saturday. Win. It's got to be a Saris win. They're back. I'm going Saris by 15 points or more against the Ospreys. Wow. I think they'll be way too good. Wow. Um, so jump on that. All the proceeds go to children in need. Make sure you're over eighteen. Terms and conditions do apply. Mm. And you know, enjoy it. Bet what you can, not what you cannot. Let's do it. 
Yeah. Let's do a rugby chat. Let's do rugby. Let's do a rugby Can chat. we start with Snotty Snotty's try, please, for Newcastle? And he had a cold at the weekend. Did, didn't he? And a sore throat. Yeah. Yeah, he's drinking double, loads. Double cold. Um, had a lot of green tea before. Um, Caffeine free. Um, yeah. what, what a try. What footwork that was. Oh, jokes. Was it James? James Short. Short. How about James Short's wheels to catch it, mind? Very quick, but still. You always find the positives, don't you? A bit of proper ankle breaker, that, wasn't it? <laughs> his agility oh. and his... I don't know, what, what's on that? That would be like your adductor muscles, wouldn't it? To be able to push from left to right. Yeah. To get Brutal. on the outside. It was an amazing try. Filthy try. Brutal footwork. Dirty, dirty. We've all been in that position. No, I haven't. Um, but he just properly, properly tucks him up and has what, the pace to finish. finish as well. Yeah, What a game from Newcastle. Just fantastic gone and by over the, way, the other wing as well for anyone who is listening um, who's a Newcastle fan um, if you're one of the people that tweeted me saying you were disappointed that our, we didn't do more of a review on your game um, just like Gary Lineker does on match of the day but only far less important I don't write the running order I don't decide what order the games go in so can we stop the abuse please can you put your phone up with the results so I can go through some of the questions you able to do that what do you mean well can you do what I've done with my phone so I can look through some of their Twitter questions. We can incorporate them into our match review. Um, is that possible? Yeah, how do I do that? BBC Sport, is it? Yeah. Jeez. I'm not I'm not very good at this. Well, you're pretty good on your phone. You're always on it. But not it wasn't so much a surprise, I don't think, Newcastle being Exeter. I was you didn't feel surprised by that? No, not at all. I, th- I just think New- Newcastle... 25 odd, twenty five points. I've been fab at half time. That's I've that, been fab this season. You must have been quite surprised by by what the half time score twenty was it twenty five no, three after the result. I wasn't surprised Newcastle would be Exeter. I know Exeter a top and the champions, yeah. but Newcastle with their wingers, their back three, it just whatever they're doing is just clicking, isn't it? Yeah, they're full of confidence as well. It's a tough place to go Drop and play. Phone, sorry. It's cold, obviously, like everywhere it's up north. is. It's up windy. north. Windy. It's up north. Very, very windy. It's up north, yeah. Um, but fantastic. Oh, it's brilliant. They were they were good for it. They, had a, I, I like Rob Baxter's Dave interview Walder. afterwards. Not too panicky, but um, he never panics, though, does he? No, nah, they were great. Uh, they you know, you're not going to go through the whole season winning every game. There's going to be blips, isn't there? It's yeah. going to be games that you you don't quite perform. Yeah. But every time Exeter lose, the following week they put it right. Yeah. So that was that was brilliant from Newcastle. Really enjoyed that. Uh, the Wasps, um, not Wasps, the Worcester Bath game. Yes, uh, was I thought a really good game. Mm. Um, so Bath, infinitely more intense at the breakdown, way better at ball carrying. Thought Zach Merce was really good again. The second rows really stood up. Stuke and Phillips. See Phillips try at the end where he boshed off Pennell. Brutal, wasn't it? Old school. He's a big bloke, isn't he, Phillips? Yeah. How old is he? He is forty-four now. Looks it. Yeah, he looks it. No, it was a very Don't good. Know how old he is? Poor missed tackles at the start, but mate, you have got no chance against someone like that, have you? Really? No, well, you do. There is a chance. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he that could was shoddy defence. He could have been taken it, down. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to stop a twenty-plus stoner running at you if three you, meters out. Yeah, I like the fact that Chris Pano actually went for the big hit instead of just soaking him up and conceding the try. At least yeah. he went for it. Yeah, you know. Didn't bottle it. Nice try for a second row to score, though, isn't it? Yeah. If I, there's a question here from Stedders. If I, if I was in Chris Pennell's shoes with James Phillips running, um, rolling towards him, would he have sat the big lump down? If you were. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Because you try, you, 
when you're in that position, right, so close to the line, often you try and go high and you try and grab them and just try and get underneath the ball. Yeah. But it's hard to do that when they're running with such momentum or you just try and go low and stop them. So I don't think many people would be able to stop him. You've got to stop. When you're that close to your line, you've got to stop size with size, basically. So, you know. do, you reckon, do you reckon you'd have stopped him? Yeah. Right. Anyway. Do you actually reckon you'd have stopped him? Um, no. No, probably not. Yeah. You probably got a fifteen percent chance of stopping him 15. there. Fifteen, yeah, it's quite precise. I'd back you there. Really? Yeah, fifteen percent. I'd back you to stop him there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was good. Anthony Watson again. Love, loves his, love his footwork, love his pace. Yeah, what an athlete! I know. But he runs, he runs a lot. I see a lot of you see a lot of Jason Robinson in him. I know they're different sizes and shapes, but his stop and go and his his stuttery feet, I suppose. Yeah, it's very, very Jason Robinson esque. It's it? hard to compare anyone to Jason Robinson because no. there'll probably never be another one. No, and there, there wasn't won't. anyone, but you know he was. Kind but of he freaky. runs like him. Even in, ter- in terms bloke. of fullback play, wasps against Saracens at the Rico on Sunday. Alex Good was just—he was good. Alex Good was out of this world. He was—he was out of this world. Might be pushing it, but he was so good. His kicking, his running, his high ball work, his handling, his inventiveness. His consistency, his speed. He was just brilliant. He was mm. just brilliant. And it's funny because, you know, Mike Brown gets the oft maligned Mike Brown. You know, people, you know, people rarely, I don't know. It, it's a funny one because people just seem to um, have written off Alex Good now. Scored two tries at the weekend. People seem to have written him off as an England fullback. And I just think. No, I think I think he's. He's too good off. to have written off. He's too good. I, I, I agree with you, mate. I think he's been. He's amazing, um, but they ju- he just doesn't fit the bill, does he? he? Doesn't his face does not fit no. whichever way you look at it for England? So no. I chatted about this before, haven't we? I think it has to, but you know it's great for Saracens because he plays every week. I tell you what, Michael Rhodes. I know. I was about to mention he he's qualifies for England soon. I know. He. I tell you what, there is a very good chance he'll be playing for England because he is a really big, abrasive, skillful guy and. I on, I reckon Eddie Jones would really like him at six. Mind you, if he doesn't like Don Armand, why would he like Michael Rhodes? Um, Courtney Laws possibly play six as well. Yeah, but it's um, just an option. I wouldn't be surprised if. But he's we got said, a cap like Wasps were were amazing the week before. This week against Saracens, the way to stop them, slow their ball down, slow their breakdown down. Billy Villapola, Rhodes and Berger, Anatoji. Yeah, you know they're just. They're class in that contact area. Yeah. Did you see Billy Villapola from a standing start? Yeah. Bust through the two. It was two forwards as well. It was Tom Youngs and I think it was... Gaskell. Um, Gaskell. Mm, I think Just, it was, yeah. I think if it was a one-on-one tackle, if it, if they, if it was Billy Villapola running into, say, one, either one of those, they might have stopped him, but they sort of took each other out a little bit. Yeah. He went straight through the middle from a standing start. Um, very, very powerful, wasn't it? Very powerful, but to make such an impact and have such an influence in a game... After being out for for a, a long time, yeah. And Mako's Mako's only been out four weeks. Uh, Marrow, sorry, he's only been out four weeks. But Jeepers, he looked good. Like he did. And they, he's and he's actually he's actually I don't know quite what the word is. I think I said he was majestic on the telly. It's probably not up. the right word. He's just for someone who's so big and abrasive and brutal. He's just he kind of um, elegant. You know, yeah. like he's just moved so perfectly and he's so well put together. And, and you know. when Saracens were down to 13 men, Wasp scored a, a nice try. I think it was LaRue that scored, but they didn't score enough. They didn't score enough points when they were down. They Wasps also then lost both centres. 
So who had to come on? Armitage come on early doors at yeah, twelve. Yeah, went off, didn't he? Miller came on at, at thirteen. Their injury list is brutal at the moment. It is brutal. It's, it's a proper excuse that because they got they got hardly anyone fit. Oh, they miss Nathan Hughes as well, don't they? Yeah, I mean, Nizam Carr's brilliant, but they yeah, you miss Nathan Hughes. Um, moving on, let's moving on, Tom. Um, see Joe Marler's red card. Yes, I did. What do you reckon? Are you um, angry with him? Are you angry with him, Tom? Are you upset with him? Call me old-fashioned, but I didn't think that was a red card. Oh, Christ. Here we go. Sorry. You think the Sorry. game's gone soft because you don't care about players' brains? Um, didn't even, oh, so full of shit. It's not a red card, mate. That's It's too soft for me. I like... I don't know. I just I I look at that and I know in the terms of the law that is a red card. Right, so but, it's a, but it's not. But it is. But, but it's not. Yeah. No, it's the correct decision in terms of law. But I just from playing the game for all these years, finishing and now watching it, I just it's a soft it's soft yellow. That shouldn't be a uh, soft red. It shouldn't be a red card in terms of law. I think that's a, a yellow. Stupid, but I look at it. Does that really deserve a red card? No, is my opinion and. Sure, it was the right call to send him off as a sure. red. But I find it hard to watch games now. When what I, s- I like, what I like about your argument so far on that is that you have acknowledged that your opinion is different from fact. So I think that you are evolving as a human being. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I know You're less like Trump than you used to be. It's a, <laughs> it's a red card, but it's definitely I a red d- card. And for me, it's one of those things that. Because yeah. who, who did who was it? Who was it? Who was the sale player that he? TJ Yuani. Yeah, Yuani. So apparently Yuani's been cited for five minutes earlier for. Yeah, there's a couple in the game. Yeah. They're not not as bad as that, but it's right in front of the ref. It's a shoulder directly to the head. He's not even near the ball. It's just it's just silly when you know the laws and they do know the laws. Yeah, they do. And they know they the do. current climate and the environment, and it costs. It'll cost Quinns because he's such a good player. It'll cost England. I said this on the telly. So if you watch that too, apologies for repeating myself, but. I know Mako is an absolute superstar, but for me, Marla was absolutely first choice for the Six Nations. He has been in brilliant form the last few weeks, and uh, and I, I mean, he he just he's such a good loose head. But if I'm talking about England, and I I'd probably say that you get more out of Mako for England because England do like to play a lot of phase plays, and Mako is so much better ball in yeah. hand and so much comfortable uh, so much more comfortable ball in hand so you can run a lot of yeah. decoys and face plays off Mako because he's such a skillful player which you lack with um, with Marla you can't same with Cole you can't really do much with Cole you know they're, they're there to, to scrum to carry to hit they're good over the breakdown but in terms of trying to create and, and trying to score tries and narrow defense, defenders and defences Mako's way better yeah, but no. that's that's a that's a choice they've got yeah, to make. Yeah, choice. I just yeah, I think Joe's been so good that you bring Mac off the bench for half an hour when everyone's a bit tired and all that kind of stuff. So, I yeah. Anyway, that was. I think it was just no, knowing the laws and how they're being interpreted these days and yeah, punished these days. It was it was a crazy thing to do. But James James Bradbury's just asked. Uh, moving back onto Alex Good. Um, how, what does he have to do to get into England? Good. He doesn't like Good. He likes Good. Good. Outstanding again for size at the weekend. Um, yeah, we read that. I mean, it's. It's um, it's a real odd one. That it's not odd. We've explained it. I mean, he's a he's a playmaker, and they like their second playmaker at twelve, not fifteen. You know, the opposite from Saris, the opposite Saris. So there you go. Um, hang on, go back up. We're just having a look at. Hang on, what's that? Uh, read it out, mate. 
Um, tell you what, London Irish were good. Yes. Yeah, Leicester. Leicester weren't great, and Matt O'Connor said they need a full reset. Oh, I think it was just a massive weight off their shoulders just for a win. You know, there's been chat going around. It was. It, I've, I'm not going to say which Twitter account it was, because I've forgotten it could be wrong, but um, there's rumours going around that the entire coaching staff were getting sacked at Leicester Tigers this week. There's chat of Jordan Murphy going to Cardiff Blues. Yeah, heard that. Being head coach. But there's also chat of him going to Ulster, apparently. But there's chat of the whole Leicester Tigers. No, no way. They're not all getting sacked. No way. There's no consistency there, is there? No way. They ain't getting sacked. Johnny May good again? Surely not. Yeah, he was good at the back, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's rapid. He is. He's rapid. He's, he's got like crazy legs when he runs. But I still wonder if Charlie Walker's not quicker. Ah. I bet it'd be close. You'd love to see a race, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. We should arrange it. We should get going on Twitter and... Um, um, yeah, but anyway, um, Northampton. Oh, by the way, Alofa Alofa was amazing for Quinns. Yeah, Northampton, really, really Northampton, Gloucester. I was there. Northampton started off really well. Yeah, um, with Malander at, at ten involved in lows. I reckon in the first sort of ten minutes, uh, they come out scoring first. But Gloucester were good. Um, I, yeah, it was Gloucester's game really. They just mistakes, a few mistakes. They missed a few kicks at goal. Did you see Owen Williams's offload? To John Arfoa. To John Arfoa. Yeah, absolute filth. He has a little look when he goes through, just a tiny one. He sees a shirt, has a no-look pass over Very the special. shoulder. Very special. Good signs for Wales because he obviously featured a lot of 12 in the autumn campaign. Be interesting. Very special. Be interesting to see what they do now because they've also got Josh Adams. Rob Howley was down at Northampton. At, um, uh, Worcester, watching yeah. Josh Adams, very, very quiet game, probably his quietest game. He's had, he had one big run at the start, yeah. then you didn't see him, you saw a lot of Bryce Heem. But Northampton, that was just desperation for them to win. Now, Bryce Heem's so good, by the way. He is good, yeah. I, I agree. So strong. Um, now, I saw you talking about it, and I saw the highlights show about the penalty try at the end to Northampton. Let me guess, I'm wrong again. Mm, I couldn't see too much wrong with that. I didn't... You couldn't see clear grounding of the ball. It's not it. It's the collapsing of the mall that he's given the penalty try for. Yeah, but I think I think had there been a clear grounding of the ball, he just would have given a try. Yeah, but but he didn't. No, so it's about. It, he said that Simmons has come in and collapsed, which is absolute. He's just nowhere near it. Simmons is just he shoulders Hayward as he goes to the floor. He's just nowhere near it in the mall. He's penalised twelve. It's just I, honestly, I could definitely be wrong. I just find it. I find it just the most bizarre penalty try. I just couldn't... I watched it and watched it and I just couldn't see anything. Equally, I think Ben Benny Kay is adamant that it was a penalty try, so I'll talk to him about it when okay. I see because maybe he saw something I didn't, which which happens. Of but course it does. Northampton lose but, Burrell. Pretty uh, pretty early doors. Yeah. Um, it's hard to... Because he, he's such a big influence for Northampton because he's so big in, and he puts big hits in in defence when you run at him he also gets some over the game line to lose a play like that he's, quite he's, he's your midfield momentum isn't he he is yeah. he's like he's like your Brad Barrett of uh, of Northampton yeah um, so that was a Pieces tribe was lovely the way they worked that down the right that was yeah. that didn't look like a team with no confidence no that was, really that was right at the start that was Malander running the show there but they make loads of errors and you you watch them think and you want them to do well because there's such bad press behind them at the moment yeah. and they're quite low down and you want them to, to play well but you're kicking a ball out on the full you know from nine you're missing touch with Malander you're giving away silly penalties it just must infuriate the coaches yeah yeah um but it was a good game. I enjoyed it. I also I was there, obviously, at the game, and someone from Love Island was up in the lounge after. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, Chris, I think it's Chris Hughes. He's a Gloucester supporter, and he oh, was yeah. there in a lounge, and he's made a go up on stage. Was and, he? And like a few shots. They, they mentioned him in the room. Was he good looking? They didn't mention me in the room. Didn't they? No. Not what to, the F? Not till the very end. I don't know if they knew who it was. What the flipping heck? Yeah. But I, I had to go have a word in the MCA. You've got 70 caps, mate. I had to go have a word in the MCA and say, you know I'm here, mate. Yeah. yeah just... I'm surprised you weren't snapping necks in there, mate. Make sure you announce me. Um, but I enjoyed it. I've been back to Northampton for years. Uh, yeah. It's a good spot. Good atmosphere. It atmos. is, it good, is atmos. good atmos. Yeah. Bang in the centre of Northampton. It's good. I like it up there. Um, let's uh, tell you what, Tommy. Do you want to have a break? And then we'll go and get a Costa and then we'll come back and do some questions. Okay, boy. All right. Got a load of questions this week, mate. Great, mate. Okay. Shall I start? Yeah, if you want. Here's one on email from Alex Davies. Um, if I may, if you were each to take a sabbatical year, i.e. you don't need to work for one year to put food on the table, how much rugby would you actually watch over that time? That is a really good question, I think. I quite like rugby, mate. I've not fallen out of love with the sport. I don't watch it. Um, I watch it as a fan. I don't really take too much notice of it because I can dip in and out because I'm not analysing it as much as, say, someone like you would. So I'm not looking for instances. I'm not looking for faults. I'm not looking for positives. So I'd watch I'd watch it when I can. I, I still enjoy watching it. I mean, I may turn it off and may watch something else if I think it's a bit of a rubbish game. Mm. But I quite like going. And I go a fair bit to watch the Blues because I like it socially. Do you? Yeah. yeah. So I like to go there. There's a good community there. There's a good business community there. There's a lot of mates there. So yeah. I would. Yeah, I don't... I. It's an interesting question because I got... My mate Alex at dinner last night asked me the same thing, weirdly. And no, he didn't... He did, yeah, he did, basically. He said, are you actually a rugby pig? Because I, I heard you during the game on Friday night act, say something like you really enjoyed it, like you were really passionate about it and it was great. And I just wondered if that was real or if you were faking it a bit for the TV. Um, but the truth is, I don't like... I would watch loads of rugby, but I don't like watching rugby like you like watching it. I don't like the social bit. I like to be on my own. I, that's how... So the way I watch it, like you, maybe I'm analysing, maybe I'm just thinking things to myself, I'm not analysing. I I like watching rugby on my own on telly. I don't particularly like... I, I, I like watching games live. I don't not. I don't dislike it. But if I wasn't working, I wouldn't go to many live games. Is that, is that because you have to concentrate though? Because you have to think of points to mention, or uh, yeah, but that's what I enjoy because okay. I talk a lot, as you know, and I've always got something to say. So this gives me that I'm thinking of things I will you, you say. You want to come to rugby with me and my mates, mate? We just have a laugh and a joke around and take the piss and we dip in out of the games. Oh, there's, there's a try. Oh, yeah, there's I a big hit. Yeah, I don't enjoy that. You I've done it loads. I don't enjoy All that. All right, I don't like that really. You've so changed, mate. I do that, but I. I like watching, I would watch rugby. Would I watch every Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I don't do that now. You know, I have to catch up in during, early in the week because I've got a family. So I don't, if I'm not at home, you know, if I've got one day at home at a weekend, me sitting sitting down three till six to watch rugby doesn't go down brilliantly all the time. So can you, can you, if I had the option, I, was, I would watch Friday, Saturday, Sunday, most weeks probably. You're on the cusp of being very boring now and I might have to defriend you. Um, so we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I understand fully. Someone on Twitter, um, PH P. Walker, Walker, Walker. He's wow. he's gone about so many coaches and young players obsessed with nutrition, 
does it really matter for rugby or were players like Thalthau, Bassero, Waldron, just genetic freaks able to play? Um, it really, really, really matters. Um, it absolutely matters hugely. Without question. Without question. So there and again, there'll be guys that don't have to bother who are good enough. But someone like Bastero, you can't tell me he wouldn't be better if he had 8% less body fat. He'd still be 16.5 stone. He would be a better player if you're, you know... He's very good as he is, fine, but... Yeah, okay, that that, that works for, say, the players that are overweight, but yeah. what about the players that aren't overweight? Does nutrition really matter for your average your average size rugby player? Yeah. It does, to an extent, but it's not the be-all end-all. You still see players carrying timber. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I suppose, how you carry it. You know, you've got to be able to carry it and still be able to move and run and, and yeah. function. Um, but no, it's not, it's not the be-all end-all. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, you, you have to have... Top two inches, I suppose. You have to have that drive uh, mixed yeah, with mixed with skill. That's I think that's more important than having nutrition. Absolutely, but if you've yeah. got two talented guys, the one who the basic the one who takes care of himself has taken care of better care of himself over the last five years in terms of what he's put in his body, will be in a better place. You know, always do, always do, always do something. What you know, your your opposite number isn't doing. You know, that's what Daley Thompson used to say. Isn't is it? it? That's why he trained what on can Christmas he be doing Day. that they aren't? He trained on Christmas Day. Then he was like... Lightly halfpenny. Yeah. Did yeah. he really? Yeah, he, he kicks on Christmas Day. No, he doesn't. He does? He go signing. Oh, my God. So, anyway, Daley Thompson trained on Christmas Day, and then he thought Mike and Pester might have trained, so he trained again. And they said that's what Mike and Pesters would have done, so he trained three times on Christmas Day. Arnie used to do it as well, if you've seen Pumping Iron. Of course he did. Of course he bloody did. I know. Um... I, I say nutrition is massively important. That, that's what I say to you now. Um, we we haven't really touched on this. You've talked about Joe Marler. Um, Alex Skitt on Twitter wants to know, can Joe Marler or Carl Sinclair be trusted in an England shirt with their discipline issues? Oh, for God's sake. Joe Marler's got 50-odd caps. Have you not been watching? Can Dylan Hartley be trusted? He's going to hit 100 caps soon. Do you reckon he's going to be captain? It's such a shit question, is mate. It, no disrespect. It's a shit question. Is Dylan Hartley going to be quite, uh, captain in the Six Nations? Yeah. But yeah, but it's a shit question, mate, because I know they're ill-disciplined. They they have get bans and stuff like that, but how many times have they been banned while they're playing for England or sent off? He's got 50-odd caps and he's in his 20s. Yeah, but you wouldn't say he's uh, he's a first... He's not a starter. He's not someone... Joe Marler. Sta- he's not established as he is our... Number one loose head. Tommy, he's got something. Say he's got 53 caps, 40 odd of those are starts, 44 starts. Mm. Right. Well, so he, he might not be out and out first choice right now, but he has started vastly, way more games than his bench. So, so if there's a choice over him or Mako, are they going to go with the one that's got better discipline? Or? How's he discipline for England? If he keeps coming on for England and giving away loads of penalties or getting banned, that might start to piss Eddie Jones off. I mean, it probably pisses him off anyway, but it's just for God's like. Mate, you're, you're arguing it's not with me, it's with Alex Skitt. Alex Shit. It's, just, it's Joking, just like, Alex. can Dylan Hartley be trusted to play for England? People say it all the time. He's got near enough 90 caps. Yes, he can be trusted to play for England. I'm not sure if Alex Skitt could be a, a male a or a female. Obvious question. Bullshit. Can you see his, his or her legs? Yeah. I, realize, I feel like I've been really aggressive to this guy now. A little bit. Sure, or, girl. Sure are, or girl, Alex. I'm sure you are a lovely person. But that question gets asked all the time. And bear in mind, Dylan Hartley hasn't. I brought him into this. Dylan Hartley and Joe Marler are not close personal friends of mine. But it's just one of those questions. It's like, you know, can you trust this person after that many red cards? It's like, yeah, you know, they're not. He's not as well disciplined as George Ford, 
but they've got a bit more bite to them and they let themselves down sometimes. But you're talking about players who are consistently playing 10-plus tests a year for England, year after year. Yes, you can trust them, 100%. We get it. Thomas McPherson on Twitter says, biggest sacrifice you've had to make before, during and post-rugby career. I wouldn't do all of them. Just oh, name, name your biggest sacrifice you've had to make. Um, uh, like Time. So, social life. Yeah, time. social life. I yeah. wouldn't say anything's been a sacrifice. You just get used to it. You know, it's something you want to do. You don't want to go out with your friends because you, know, you want to make sure you're in good condition to play rugby because ever since you've been young, your dream is to play rugby and to get paid for it get paid to do what you love doing is incredible so i reckon around christmas time always used to be a bit of a nightmare because everyone's going out all your schoolmates all your mates out of rugby um moors are all hitting the town and you've got to stay in you've got to be careful i always reckon about how much you eat and what food you eat over the christmas period because yeah don't be eating like four meals of cheese do you no i i think it's time and even now you know I'm, i'm Last weekend, I was away Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this weekend coming up, well, this week I'm leaving home on Thursday morning, and I'm not back until late Thursday night, a week later, so I'm gone for a whole week. Whole, uh, when did you leave I'm again, tr- I'm try- um, Thursday to Thursday, so I'm trying to get back. Is the, uh, the kids there, or is it just Alex? Hey? Are the kids there as well? Or the, Where? Uh, at home. They- They're going to have a parent with them for most of it. Is Alex there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, But it... I might be in Bath then. Um, <laughs> so, so it, it's one of those things. I'm trying to get home on Friday night, just put the kids to bed. But otherwise, the, I'm gone. You've had the you know? bull. Do you want the calf? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, someone said, "Can you?" Um, what is it? Someone said, "Yeah." So I don't, you know, don't necessarily mind that, and I don't often go away for a week at a time. Someone has said, uh, "Guy Evans, who sends us loads of messages. He's a right keynote." But we like him. Uh, guys, can you please, please, please have Shanks' daughters on as guest contributors every single week? Probably the cutest kids I've ever heard, apart from my own little angel. They were my kids, Guy. They were my kids. It was at my house. Shanks' kids are fucking brats, the pair of them. Mm. Genuinely unpleasant children. They run Mine the show. are lovely. They Mine run lovely. the show. Um, Tom Reeves. My kids are beautiful. Um, All right. Just like for an hour at a time. Um, Tom Reeves on Twitter says, predict the Six Nations table now. Okay, mate. I'll no, go. No. Okay. I'll go England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, France, Italy. <sighs> I'll go England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, France, Italy. I've already forgotten what I said, but that's what I think. I'll go England, Ireland, Wales, Scotland, France, Italy. I think we'll be Scotland first game up. Um, here's one from Jamie Phillips on Facebook. Um, what were your thoughts on Dragons coach? Bernard Jackman, Bernard Jackman taking off his props, Luke Garrett and Nicky Thomas after just 25 minutes. Is it right to take both props off so early if they're struggling or is there a risk of damaging player confidence? P.S. Was Flats ever given the hook after 20 minutes in his playing career? No, I was not. Um, what do you think about that? Tug- see, tugging him off after 20 minutes. It's going to dent your confidence, isn't it? You're not even on for long. You can see the reasons why you tug him off after 40, 50 minutes because it is obviously hard work playing at a prop and if the scrum's not going well you might need um, it's, it's so technical that someone can make a difference another prop can make a difference it might be able to cope with it better but certainly after 20-25 minutes you must be thinking oh my god a quarter of the game's gone I'm getting pulled off no confidence in me I mean I've never I can't imagine complaining about getting pulled off after 20 minutes of a sorry of a game I see, oh. yeah <sighs> uh, 
uh, yeah, it's going to damage your confidence. It's also, also going to motivate you and sets a message for everyone else. I like the decision. I've got to say it. I like it. Have you seen? Have you seen? Do you know um, what, lads? I told you to front up. You're not fronting up. Get off. Have you seen Bernard Jackman In behind the, the scenes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? People gone nuts about it and said, "Whoa, it's brutal." It's like that's no, not. It's not brutal. It's completely normal. If you're playing like shit and someone said the coach says, "Hey, Shanks, what's that? That's shit." That's completely normal. Do you know what I liked about it though? Well, it's quite funny. I found it quite funny. When he stood up and apologised. No, he stood up. No, they had all that. They had the bollocking. They had a guy apologise and that's not right. Yeah. And they were talking about standards and everyone's going, oh, wow, that's brilliant. They got hammered against the Scarlets. Oh, did they? Oh, <laughs> totally destroyed. Completely. It, it got a bit embarrassing by the Oh, own. God. They just don't have the quality of players. There. It's no. a bit like London Irish, I think. And as much as you hang try... On, hang on, Shanks. My phone's ringing. You might as, as, as much on, as you... Hang on, mate. My phone's ringing. Hold on. Hi, Michelle. It's Flats. We're just doing the podcast. Uh, you know it's flats. You rang me. We're just recording the podcast, so I'll call you afterwards. All right. Right. Get, Bye. As much as you try and all the positive press behind the dragons of Moriarty signing of Hibbard signing, at the moment, currently, they do. I personally think they do not have the quality of players good enough for the league. And I know they have injuries, but that's my view. Other teams are like that as well. But I don't it's think it's going to take a while, isn't it? It's going to take a while. But he seems to be doing a good job, and a lot of people are hearing a lot of good things coming out yeah. of the camp about Bernard Jackman. On that meeting thing, if you haven't seen it, I think it's Wales Online put it out or republished it or something like that. But Bernard Jackman tucks into one of the players and says, That is not good enough, that's bullshit, whatever it is, you're lazy. Um, calls a player out, and there's been this kind of mini uproar about it, from what I understand. And, it's one of those. It's one of those adjustments you have to make stepping through the real world. That is the world that we are from. That is how accountable everyone is every day. And you tell your best mates their their shit at stuff, you know, and let alone coach the player. That is completely normal. Yeah. And you know, just like someone goes too far in training, comes offside and maul and won't go back onside, and you punch them, and there's a bit of a fight. If you do that in Burger King at the services off the A M forty eight, you're in trouble. You've got to adjust to the real world, but I w- I landed in a v- my version of the real world and was brutally honest about a few things with people, and it went down really, really badly because people think they want that kind of honesty. They don't. Pe- most people do not want that. So all all the public watched that and thought that's a bit harsh, calling him out in front of his mates. It's like no, no. Oh. We watched that and think that's what that's, you do. That's what happens. Um, don't be lazy then. Really interesting question here from Gareth Bray on Twitter: Should subs be stopped from entering the field of play to celebrate a try when they are warming up? I hate. I don't like it. Oh my god! Chill out. <laughs> Who's even noticed that? No. Chill out, mate. You know, like, you know when players score tries. Yeah. And the subs are warming up. Yeah. All the subs come over. I don't mind it, but it annoys me a little bit when there's opposing players on the floor and all the subs are around trying to throw the player off so they can celebrate with the try scorer. I think it's a little bit disrespectful, personally. Um, oh my god! I, I couldn't give a toss. I don't worry about that. It's just mates celebrating with mates, building memories. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Mates celebrating, Make, with mates. making but, memories. But, but when there's a when there's a big bundle on the floor when someone's scored and all the subs come over and you you've made the tackle, you're defending play, you're trying to get up and you can't because there's an army of subs in these massive long jackets. Oh, yeah, don't be disrespectful and crowd stand out like Starry's did last year, but didn't they? And you celebrating and standing over the opposition and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I don't like. I don't mind it if. You know, as it's saying, there's an intercept. You come into the post, score a try. High so you're five quite in. specific about your yes. Okay. Um, okay, I think I think you probably you probably need to get over that. One more here. Toby Elliott says on Twitter, 
Having seen Tom Shanklin's penalty shootout versus Cardiff Blues Leicester back in 2009, yeah, where I got it, yeah, um, which is probably the most nervous I've ever been about anything. Oh my god, I bet it was. I don't know yeah. if I've, we've spoken about this. No, we're walking down penalty shootout. Um, there's the kickers are gone. Five kickers are gone from each team. It's even. I'm then the sixth player then to go Brutal. up. Brutal. Put myself forward. I go down there. All these different... Well, put yourself forward after five other lads have put themselves all forward these, out of 15. Well, there are yeah. five kickers in the, who actually kicked. Right. Okay. Now I just mess around. That was my warm-up. Yeah, put yourself forward one sixth. Get down there. It's like six different tees. Don't know what to choose. Like, I was looking for one of those little plastic cones that mark out the field. Didn't yeah. have one of them. What'd you go for? That's sand. Went for the red gilbert, mate. Straight through the middle. Anyway, <laughs> what are you worried about? By the by... Has David? Have you ever had to take a goal kick? No. What about in training, like no. in games or anything like that? Never at any level. Remember myself and Chris Patterson tried to coach you to, to goal kick for Vitality. Yeah. And you Could nearly look. got there. Yeah, I just don't have the. It's very difficult to teach someone, and the golfers will know this. Like when you're hitting out of a bunker or or chipping, you double kick the ball. What? You double kicked it, like you kick it and then you kick it again. It's like a double hit. That hits my shin, then hits my foot. Yeah, yeah. I'd not. No, I can't. I couldn't. I've never even under eight all the way through. Never ever took a shot at goal. Never wanted to either. Didn't even bother practicing in training because it didn't interest me. Um, here you go. Um, from John Clark on email. You often talk about the physical attributes of elite players in different positions. What do you think are the best mental attributes for different positions? How do you two compare mentally against some of the greats? Um. Mental attributes. Well, it's, it, you know, it's hard to it's hard to say again. You know, because you don't know you don't know some of the you don't know what the other. Ah, I'm mumbling now. Toughness. Toughness is basically it, isn't it? I mean, resilience. I I always think something that I wish I had had more of was the resilience is wrong. Cause it's like you you know you struggle. I'll talk about the scrum for it. You struggle, and then will I will I come back fighting? Yes, I will. But I I will. I see players now, like the game's changed and all that. But I remember getting properly dicked, like just a handful of times. Like ever, I got really dicked at the Rico once by Julian White. Um, I, I struggled against him a few times, but I wasn't getting dicked. He really dicked me. And then Cobus Fisagi really dicked me once at Watford in my hundredth Premiership game. Yeah. Um, and I was actually injured, but I wouldn't go off because I was desperate to prove my point against him, but couldn't because I was injured. So it's vicious circle and whatever. So, and though, but I remember being really, really affected by those awful scrums. And now I see props get battered, and they don't worry about it. It's kind of like, well, this shit happens these days because so much power about. But when I ever got, I mean, I can, I mean, I couldn't not to the date, but I can remember as I just showed you the exact games where I got dicked. Yeah. The exact games. I remember the exact scrums when I got dicked because there were relatively few of them because for a lot of my career I was reasonably strong, but also I. You know, played in an era where we played an era where you know, I don't know. Maybe it was harder to get dick. Don't know. Whatever. It was only five years ago, but I got dick by Mujati once. I could describe exactly where we were, when we were, how it happened, why it happened. You know, but there are guys now that get battered reasonably regularly and a dominant reasonably regularly and just get over it. But it used to fucking break me when it happened to me. I reckon like a mental toughness would be. You work great because you work right around the field because when it does get tough, that's when players go missing. It's it's about offering yourself as a runner, offering yourself as a carrier. Um, it's about tackling, whether you're, you're giving all in, in that tackle, whether you're, you're falling off tackles because it's always easy to start the game when you're fresh and you're thinking. But 
when the games start to go on and maybe you're losing or maybe it's tough, that's when players go missing. So yeah. um, for me, I, I could have been a little bit better. I was just gifted by God with this incredible strength. You know I'm strong, mate. Yeah, you are strong. Um, you are strong. I'm not strong at the moment. We've gone through a few questions now. Not um, at the moment. Bit of talk about um, Alex Cuthbert leaving the Blues. Good thing for him. Yeah, I think it's a good thing for him. Um, talk of him going to Glassester, apparently on the lowdown. You've heard it here first. Cuthbert and Banahan on the wings. Big units. Yep. Yeah. Big units. Mm. Yeah. Bit of kick chase there, isn't there? Yeah. A couple of good wings coming through the Blues as well with Owen Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and others. And others. <laughs> Et al. Yeah. Um, I, oh, do you know what, Tom? I feel like we're coming to the end of our podcast now. It seems like a natural end is occurring. Yeah. Um, also quite peckish. Want to get back to Bath M&S for that quinoa or Burger King across the road. Don't know yet. Take care. Ta-ra. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.